Ah, yes. Hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Sean Michael Lyle. He joins us at this time every Monday that we're in here on Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. Sean Michael Lyle, we talked to you last week about your love and passion for the sport of soccer, and that sport has come to St. Louis. What are your impressions? Well, um, well, my impression is I can see them. Can you hear me? No. Yes. Okay, good, 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 good. No, no I, I, he's I not on. No, I'm not on. Okay, no, there, there we go. go. Hey. Hey. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> Everybody's a critic. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it, well, uh, it's more of the same. I'm, I'm very encouraged now because when you say a, a soccer fan, I'm not just a, I'm not a soccer fan as... I am an American soccer fan. An American, American, American soccer, American soccer yeah. fan. Because I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of European soccer. And you were very concerned about all the uh, Europeans on this, on this. Club. Yes, I was, and and I think rightly so. And uh, but then they they turned it into a, an American style soccer team, and uh, well, just the fact that it's St. Louis City. SC, not FC. Right. It's not football club. It took me a while to figure that out. It's soccer club. And they played Charlotte, which is an FC, a football club. And uh, they have a kind of a a European style. They try to be European, uh, highbrow soccer. And and they don't have a point on the year. Um, They just picked up a a new uh, uh, player. His name is... uh, uh, confetti or something like that. Anyway, uh, the guy who we, scored we, the goal. We tore him to shreds, didn't we? More, well, here's what happened, and it's the exact same thing that happened the week before, and this is why I'm so encouraged, is that you have a team that just used fight and grit and just to to battle their way to victory. Hmm. And it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. It were was they, an ugly game. But. Yeah. Were they outplayed, though, to a certain extent? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's the thing. This is not a, this is not the beautiful game of Europe. Right. This is this is ugly American soccer, oh. and and they did a wonderful job oh. once again. Now, ugly. I've got I've got to I've got to uh, kind of pull back on what I was saying last week about the bland away kit, yes. which I thought made them made uh, Stroud invisible, and that's why he received a back pass that from a defender that he turned around and scored because the exact same thing happened again this week, even though they were wearing the. Pre- in pink uniforms. They had the pink uniforms. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, Zhao Klaus, uh, he get, received a back pass, even though he was wearing the pink jersey, there and he, he turned around and scored as well. So right. the, the same thing happened. Klaus, he's a he's our best player. Klaus. Well, he's he's yeah he's a Brazilian who's a, a ah, really Brazilian Brazilian. Yeah, whenever you get a Brazilian, they, they tend to be like that. But uh, the, the, there, there's a best player at the front, which is uh, João Klaus, and then you've got a best player at the back, which is uh, Tim Parker. Tim Parker, yeah, an so, American, an American. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it was a gritty, dirty game. In fact, I, I list, I uh, read, I should say, the Charlotte Observer, and they called it a barroom brawl. Nice. Yeah, and that's what American soccer is. Yeah. Wow. It's like a barroom brawl. Now, in Europe, and this is one of the things I don't like about European football, is that you have a few top teams, and when they play each other, everybody gets excited. And if you watch the games, they're fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, after they play each other, then they play some of the lesser teams. And those lesser teams really don't stand much of a chance. Yeah, It's not that interesting. But in the United States, in American soccer... Every game, if you're the number one team playing the team from the bottom, they are going to fight like hell to beat you. And they do that well, every single now, week. 
I'm not a, a particular aficionado of the game of soccer. In fact, that was the first full game. I No, I take that back. I watched the finals of the World Cup this last year. But that was the first full MLS game I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. It seemed to me, as a newbie, that they gave us every goal we had, right? They did. Yeah. I mean, you had the guy that did, butted his head into the ball and it went in the goal, his own goal. Oh, yeah. Right? That's one. Then you had the guy penalty that, shot. That the handball with his the pen, hand yeah. in, the, in the little box there, which yeah. gives you the penalty shot. Boom, there's goal two. Right. And then they just handed the ball to Strauss, what a, uh, Klaus. Klaus, yeah. Uh, and he, right. boom, he pops it home. And you're right. And that is exactly right. But this is the style that City plays. And that is if you keep pushing and are aggressive enough, hockey fans will understand this. Mm-hmm. If you keep putting if you keep putting uh, rubber on the net, you, good things can happen. And that's exactly what it is. They kept pressing, pressing, pressing and until eventually the opponent made enough mistakes to lose the game. And there it was. And it was it was a brawl. Now, the uh the the crowd was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh they you know, if you went to that game, what's not, that song they're singing in? There? I don't know. It's always the same song. It is. They you'd, think, you'd think they'd have to come up with a different song every once in a while. They, they, all over the world, they sing that song. They do. They really do. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they... they, <laughs> what they is it? I don't oh, remember. Yeah, I don't yeah, sing yeah. at soccer games. Oh, ole, 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 ole. That's not it. That's no. not it. It's not, um, that's not the song. Oh, I, I don't sing I at soccer games. I watch soccer. Oh. Uh, I don't drink. I don't eat at soccer the games. The man doesn't eat or drink or sing. No. Did you go to the game? He did not. No. I could, you, do, you, do I look like I've got that kind of money? Uh, but no, it, it well, it was two hundred and seventy five dollars for tickets what? on the on the secondary market. Wow, yeah, I'm feeling bad about. So did it. you subscribe and get the uh, yes. season pass? I, I got the season. Have pass. you found yourself watching some of the other teams play uh, well, with that season pass? Yeah. Well, I'm more interested actually in some of the other teams. Yeah, the San Jose Earthquake. Oh, earthquake! I yeah. said the Thunder. No, the San Jose Earthquake, and they they did what they normally do, and that is if they're behind at the end, they'll win. If they're in front at the end, they'll lose. And well, guess what? They were in. They were in. Uh, behind it towards the end of the game, so and they won. won. And it was great. Oh, there you go. But but the thing is, is that the the supporters were great. They you you could not believe that they'd never done this before. I and mean, this was their first game, and they were acting like old pros. They well, had, they go to those bars and watch the games. I, they had the great tifo. That's the big banner that they right. hoist up that yeah. said "Meet me in St. Louis." Meet me at the park and all that. Yeah. And so that is wonderful. But like I say, every single game you have to fight. A tooth and nail, no matter who you're okay. playing against. All right, let's ask an important question. Mm. What do you think of the pink? Uh, it's pink. They have such re- a lot of the teams have ridiculous uniforms. The New York Red Bull look like uh, you know, like uh, it looked like stained. There's were stained. Um, the uh, Portland Timbers were who's next week's opponent. Right, uh, the opponent next week. How about their green? They, no, well they are green, but they were wearing their their alternate kit. And it looked like uh, a sexy pink nighty with, really? with roses on yeah, it. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I did see the yeah. highlights of that yeah. game. They were wearing the sexy nighties. I don't mind the sexy pink. Sexy nighties on because the Because it, it's, it's clearly not cardinal red um, because, you know, we're, we're cardinal town. Uh, and it's not... Yeah, soft pink. Right, it's kind of a. It's yeah. not even fuchsia pink. Yeah. I don't even know what that's. Its own color. Yeah. yeah. If you want pink, uh, the, the Miami International, uh, the Inter Miami, uh-huh. they have real pink. Now yeah. it's a light pink, but it really is pink. Huh. But anyway, the 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 Saint Luligans, the Luligans, the right. they were in great form. I thought they were wonderful. However, though, I got to say that coming up Saturday, they're going to go to Portland to take on the Timbers. Yeah. Now, this is they played a, a, a brand-new team, 
uh, I think they're in their second year, Charlotte. Before right. that, another team that's only been around a couple of years. This is a brand new team here. They're going to go to a team that goes back to my day, a team that's been around for half a century. The, the wow. Por- the, the, is, the league, is the league that old? No. They, oh. this uh, The Portland Timbers have been – I've seen them play in numerous leagues. Yeah. They go back to the North American Soccer League. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be going into a, an, an environment where – they don't just have, you know, the Euro wannabe luligans. Their supporter section is Antifa. Wow. I mean, say what? These are people who burn down police stations and courthouses for fun. That's huh. their supporter section. Their mascot. We got, we got people like that. Their here. mascot has a chainsaw, a big chainsaw, and he uses it. I mean, really? Wow. What they they have this giant log at the end, and after they. They score a goal. They saw the log. They saw off about an eight-inch eight, eight inch, uh, section. It's called a chip. They saw off a part of this big log, then they hand it to the, the into the stands, and the fans all pass it around. They passed the log. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. And that's the well, to- they're the Timbers. They're the Timbers. But, oh, okay. yeah, they are, yeah. They are serious, <laughs> criminal, nasty supporters. Well, we wow. don't like them. They're criminals out there. We don't like them. Well, they're in Portland. Uh, okay, before we let you go. I'm listening to the announcer at the game, and he said that he's a 10, and he's a 9, and he's a... What a yeah. What the heck is that all about? Uh, that's just... Uh, those are the positions that they play because they have to... They have to digitize everything. That's that's uh, something that uh, once again I hate to say Euro wannabes do, but but you know a nine is a certain type of forward, a mm. ten is a certain type. They, they correspond with the old numbers uh, like Pele wore number ten. So oh, everybody but typically play- the world's best players are nines. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the center forward. So yeah, yeah it's that's what Messi. Well, top. is Messi a nine? I don't know if he is. I don't know. The, Ronaldo's a nine. Ronaldo's yeah, Ronaldo. a nine. Yeah, yeah, I I never bother with that yeah. sort of oh, thing. Oh, good, because I don't either, Sean. Yeah, it, it, yeah, really, because you have center forwards, you have that's wingers, you, you have midfielders, you have defenders. You know, fullback. You can call them fullbacks if you want to. That's what I do call them. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just. It's. Oh, I think that a lot of people who say that say that because they want to sound like they're very, very up on yeah, soccer. Yeah, and we don't like those. Yeah, you know, we just want to be fans. We want to. We want to grit and grind. A we goal wanna, hound you, is you, what you want. That's what we want. You don't want to hound the goal. Yeah, well, yeah. a goal hound, a guy who you know, like uh, you know, uh, a guy like uh, Klaus. Our boy He's a Klaus. Goal yeah. We love Klaus. I what, don't care his, what number what's is. What's his first name? Uh, it's Zhao. Zhao. Or Zhao. It's J-O-A-O. It's Portuguese. Good for him. Zhao Klaus. Zhao Klaus. Yes. Well, folks, and he's from Brazil. Yeah. Which is also phenomenal. Yeah. John Michael Lyle, our soccer expert. Uh, I, I am an American, American soccer aficionado. soccer aficionado. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank when you. we come back, it's time for What's Trending, and Braxton Payne is going to join us. That's next on KMOX. There it is. That's the King of Pain in the background. Because why? Every week at 9.20 or so, we visit with Braxton Payne, who sometimes sits in for me here on the radio and sometimes uh, in for you, John Hancock. He even has sat in for me on the television for us. And I'll remind you that it's been, what, three weeks since Braxton has become a new father. He welcomed the little Gia Isabel Payne. Uh, to the family. Virginia Isabel yes. Payne. She's a VIP. She is. And uh, how is the little thing doing, Brax? 
She's doing good. Uh, you know, we had our first uh, little bit of rough night of sleep last night. Uh, she's she she likes to eat. Let's put it that way. A little chunk likes to eat about every hour and a half right now. So she's uh, waking us up. But uh, that's all babies do, healthy. right? It's Is like, they just eat and it's like, sleep? It's like living with me. Yeah. Eat, sleep, and some other s word. Um, yeah, that's right. Pretty much what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, good for all you. Right. You ready to get back into the swing of things? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, she's doing well. My mom's doing well. I mean, it's we're definitely finding our routine, but it's uh, definitely nice. So what? Is trending. Let's. Uh, we've gotten our Gia update. Let's talk to you about what's trending in the great world right now. Yeah. So there's a couple things in the great world, but I wanted to start off. You know, I was I was blessed to go to the home opener of St. Uh, Louis City SC. How was it on Saturday? And let me tell you. So I had you know pretty high expectations. You know, I, I've been to a lot of soccer games. I've been to about. I think it's over 25 U.S. men's and women's national team games and wow. great atmospheres, uh, you know, in, in different U.S. cities. I've been to several MLS matches um, over the course of my 32 years on this planet, you know, but when they became popular, you know, when they weren't, you know, just drawing a thousand fans. Um, but I will tell you, um, it was something I've never seen before. People texting me at you know, 10:30 in the morning. What time are you going down there? The game didn't start till 7:30. Maggie O'Brien's right across the street had a live DJ outside starting at 11 a.m. You know, eight and a half hours before kickoff. Um, you know, people were just hanging out, meandering around, just happy to be there. And then once you got inside the stadium, um, it was one of the loudest sporting events I've ever been to. It, it, you know, if you kind of see the soccer-specific stadiums. They're very, you know, it, each seat goes up pretty vertically. It's the, the most vertical you can be with league standards. And you kind of have a, I don't want to call it a tin roof, but it's like kind of a you know, stainless steel roof that makes it echo even more. So, you know, you're, when you're inside the stadium, it is one of the loudest atmospheres I've been in, um, even with some of the Cardinals playoff games. I mean, I would say it rivals that as, you know, people are singing and wow. And banging on drums I mean, the been, entire they've drinking, time. They've been drinking for eight hours. You'd expect them to be a little loud. <laughs> so what are well, they singing? What is that song they're singing? Well, there's so so they do have it out of the St. Louisans, which is the supporter section, um, which is on the north end of the stadium. Um, when they've been around with the minor league teams, they've kind of morphed over the course of the past 10, 10 12 years. Um, they have you know, about they have eight set songs that they have. You know, they've released them on their website. Um, and, and to be honest, it's pretty standard stuff. A lot of the you know, American soccer stuff, it's the same, I guess, what we would say beat or theme. And then you just kind of switch out the words with, you know, your city and, and your, well, we don't really have a mascot, but, you know, your mascot. So you kind of switch out some of the words, but it's pretty standard stuff. Uh, how do you have a mascot when the team doesn't have a name? I mean, well, that's why I said we don't really have a mascot. <laughs> I mean, you got no bird going on out there. There's no wildlife. Uh yeah, but there was no mascot for the Blues, John Hancock. It's a blue note. It's a note from a music. They they made a rat, uh, you know, mascot. Well, it's, a, it's a cow. It's a, it's a Louis. He's, a, he's a rat. He's not a rat. He's a uh, what is he, Braxton? He's a, he's a rat. He's a wolf. <laughs> I have no idea what he is. He, he, I'm telling you right now, Louis is not a. It's Bluey. Gary it's Blue. It's what? Louis. Well, no, Bluey is the the you know what. All the kids are enamored with uh, these days. So right. it's toddlers. So the Louie is, a, I think he's a wolf. Yeah, but you can't be critical of not having a mascot because 
the Blues don't have a mascot either. Now they made one. They got, we've got a mascot. We got a rat. Louis, yeah. But Louie didn't come around and That's what I said. We don't even have bears in Missouri. Of course we do. We had one in Kirkwood last year. Uh, All right. right. Well, I mean, in all fairness, the Blues didn't get a mascot until 2016, 2017. So, I mean, they were around for a long time. We got the towel guy up there, though. Who else has got a towel guy up there counting the goals? That's uh, that's exciting. Hey, Brex, do they they let those guys bring those flags in? Like, can anybody bring flags, or are those flags – Certified by the team to be there because those flags, some of those flags were the size of a car. How do you see? Yeah, there, yeah, there are some restrictions um, that they put out, but they do have uh, in in the supporters section. There's there's less restrictions on what you can bring in and what you saw. If you saw on the news or you saw at the game or you know on social media, what was you know in the supporters section was actually made by the supporters, hand painted. It's not something that the team provides. It's something that they'll do each week. Uh, you know, there's 17 home games. They'll have a different one each week that they will hand paint and make with different things of the season. He knows everything. Well, uh, you're a season ticket holder, aren't you, Brax? Of course he is. I am, yeah. So are you in the the section where you hand paint stuff, or are you in a different no. place? I am one section over on the side. So yeah. I will okay. be right there. So you can definitely hear them. But, uh, uh, they, they stand the whole time, you know, and actually I, I went to the first game, you know, and I didn't sit in my seats. I sat in some different seats in the lower bowl and we stood the entire 90 plus minutes of the game. And I think I would say, I would say it's good to safe to say 85, 90% of the stadium was standing of, for the entire 90. That's a lot of standing. All right. I've got the idea for the mascot. And since you're a season ticket holder, you'll probably have some input on this. Our mascot needs to be a police officer. Because because we had, what do we have differently on Saturday than we've ever had in St. Louis? You had police officers out on the street. Did you notice a big security presence at the stadium, uh, Brax? You know, I'm usually pretty hyper aware about that stuff. To be honest, the biggest police presence was surrounding the Clydesdales. Uh, that were standing outside well, the stadium. These people have been drinking for eight hours. They're not going to uh, see the police officers. Which, I mean, everyone was just taking pictures. It was fine. But I didn't really notice much of a of an over police presence, but I mean, there were so many people and when you have so many people, it's kind of hard to do things. But I I think one of the things that I noticed when you enter this, when you enter the stadium, which I think is great. And they have in some big NFL stadiums throughout the country is you don't have to unpack your bag or take things out of your pocket. They, they just automatically scan your entire body and you just walk right in the stadium. And then you just scan your electronic ticket so we we went in, you know, doors opened an hour and a half before, and we went in right away at 6 o'clock. And, I mean, the line was probably, I would say, 70, 80 people deep, and we were inside the stadium within three minutes. Listen wow. to this. So fr- uh, Friday night I was in Chicago. Saturday I was flying home. Yeah. I, I'm a professional traveler. I don't carry a bag. I, you know, I, I just get on. I, I sit in the first row. Yeah. It's a 40-minute flight. Big, tall guy, taller than me, sits next to me. Handsome dude. Uh, and he, uh, he and I have a conversation. He says, you going to the game tonight? I said, no, I'm not. But my buddy Braxton's going. I said, are you coming in town for it? He says, yes. He goes, my company makes the, uh, scanning devices, uh, that are being implemented at St. Louis park. And he says, it's unlike any other metal detector you've gone and gone to. He's you walk through it. It does a full body scan. You have to take nothing out of your pockets um, and they they spot weapons and stuff. It, I mean, then then it's so it's much easier than maybe what we've experienced at Bush Stadium well, or they at, need to uh, do that at the airport. 
Yeah. Well, I don't do. know about the airport. Well, but anyway, I was sitting next to this guy. I just had a brush with what Braxton was talking about. How about that, Braxton? Well, that's uh, pretty incredible. Yeah. He was going to be sitting with Carolyn Kendall in the in the in the box. Of course he is. Oh, he the, the guy on the, the guy airplane. on the oh, airplane. Wow. I said, so you're coming in from Chicago and you're going to sit in the owner's box, huh? He goes, yeah, that's right. I thought, <laughs> hell, I can't get in there. Good for him. Well, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I almost missed the whole thing because of my Apple TV. But I guess, you know, Braxton, if you want to uh, invite me next time, I might uh, go sing that, that hooray, hooray song or whatever it is. I think I can definitely do that. And before I leave you guys, I do want to say one thing. We, since we didn't really get to what was trending, yeah, doesn't matter. City stuff, I just want to say I feel really bad for Tom Brady. Um, he just upgraded his yacht, uh, you know, post-divorce. He got, you know, got... It's seventy-seven foot yacht, upgraded at six million dollars. Sleeps twelve people comfortably, and he said he's going to use it for for weekend trips to the Bahamas for the next year. So I just wanted to say, um, you know, Tom Brady's pretty sad, and I know that you know there's a lot of feelings on him, but you know it's very sad that he got divorced and that he had to upgrade his yacht to make himself feel better. Well, it was just a, a very sleeps sad, 12 sad people, day. He's going to have a hard time filling that thing. Oh, I don't think Tom Brady will have a hard time you filling don't. the sleeping oh. quarters. Oh. No, no. I, I tell you what, I mean, hey, you know what? Good for him. He earned it all. I mean, I think it's crazy these good sports guys make the money they make, but, you know, he got it. Good for him. I just love that he upgraded it, and it was a $7 million upgrade. You know, Can you imagine what the actual yacht yeah. cost? The, the, I feel sorry for Tom Brady. He wasn't blessed with looks. He wasn't blessed with talent. Uh, you know, just nothing ever seems to go his way. You know, the poor guy, yep. give, give him a break. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to, you know, send my thim- sympathies to him tonight on this lovely Monday evening. Braxton. Duly, duly noted, Braxton. Braxton Payne with What's Trending. We're grateful for you joining us. Hey, Braxton, we only got a couple more Mondays until baseball starts, so look forward to talking to you next Monday as usual. I will talk to you all soon. Late night with Hancock and Kelly rolls on after this with the Sports Insider. Omaha, Omaha. Isn't that what, uh, what Peyton, Manning. Peyton Manning would holler when a he was calling them, an audible? A lot of them do now. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever he was calling an audible. Well, we're calling an audible. Normally joining us at 815 is joining us this week at 930. He's our sports insider. He goes by the name of John Hancock Jr. How you doing, Junior? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Mike. How are you? Well, fabulous, man. We had an unbelievable weather day here today in St. Louis. I would assume it was pretty nice up there in the windy city of Chicago. I was in your fair city this weekend. Uh, man, it's still pretty as can be up there. Yeah, now you came at a good time. Uh, things starting to thaw out here, and uh, apparently this is the most mild winter here since 2012. I'm like third uh, most mile since the 80s. So Hey, you know, I'll something that's that. going on in St. Louis, I was mentioning this to your father, um, Friday night, 8 o'clock, walking down the street, State and Rush, pretty high traffic area. The restaurants were empty. There was nobody out. Is this kind of the new normal in Chicago? It's that way a little bit here in Chicago, St. Louis. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely not the new normal. It's, you know, Gold Coast area. I think people still staying in for the most part. Uh, downtown really does come alive in the summer, though, once you get the real, real warm weather, uh, people coming in from – further out in the city and certainly the suburbs. But um, now the uh, downtown is still uh, 
pretty vibrant. And Good. when it's not, that's that's when you know you're in trouble. Well, that's exactly right. You got a new mayor there, but we we're not here to talk about not politics. yet, not yet. Yeah, you got the runoff. Yeah, we're not here to talk about politics. We're going to start off with a little NFL. You are our NFL expert here on Hancock and Kelly. Three quarterbacks cut loose by their teams earlier this week: Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. All of them very high draft picks. And uh, is there a future for any of these guys in the NFL? Yeah, so I don't think anything other than as uh, backups, to be honest. I mean, Mariota, he was basically almost a uh, backup uh, in recent years, got a second chance in Atlanta. Uh, I don't think he's going to get another starting chance unless the team just wants to take a flyer, uh, and they're not really in it to win it. And Carson Wentz, I mean, this guy, he was having an MVP caliber season the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Went down, and then Nick Foles stepped in, took his spot. And I think it just messed with his head. He never got his confidence back. He's kind of bounced around and really has been, you know, a very underperforming quarterback. Surprised that uh, Derek Carr signed with the New Orleans Saints? I didn't see that coming. No, I do think that's a good fit because, you know, speaking of these quarterbacks, you look at that division, Tom Brady's out of Tampa. I, I don't know who they're going to go with there. I don't see Todd Bowles taking that team back. Falcons and Mariota, they just cut him. They have a lot of cap space, but I don't see them making too much noise next year. And then the Panthers are kind of a disaster, uh, all things considered. So I think that was a good move by the Saints to get a capable, steady quarterback in. You can win that division. It's a very weak division. And in the NFC, it's not it's not heavy in the quarterback position. So Derek Carter, I think, puts you in a position to, you know, not contend for a Super Bowl, but you know, maybe gives you a chance to possibly make an NFC conference championship. Well, the Saints have been down now for a few years. Uh, the big outstanding quarterback question in the NFL is whether Aaron Rodgers, he, I guess he took some time in solitary or isolation or whatever he did. He's a weird guy. Uh, yeah, the, the darkness chamber yeah, with the his darkness uh, ayahuasca. Chamber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he's kind of been holding the Green Bay Packers hostage. Does he go back to the Packers? Do they deal him? Do they cut him? What What's, what's going to happen with this guy? Yeah, so I don't think they can cut him because uh, he's got, you know, a big – that would be a big cap hit for them. Um, and if they want to deal him, you know, Rodgers is a little bit of a diva enough where he can – you know, if they want to trade him to a team he doesn't want to play for, he he can threaten to sit out and that team's not going to give nearly as much of a haul, you know, as Rodgers should get. I think when all said when all is said and done, he will go back to Green Bay. Uh, you hear people who have connections with the team, they're all – kind of getting sick of this routine. It was one thing uh, when he was winning MVPs just a few short years ago, but now that he's kind of fallen off, kind of, uh, you know, darned if you do. I don't know if I can say the other on these uh, FCC airwaves, uh, but <laughs> they, they kind of got to roll the dice with him, I think. Well, let's uh, switch over to the boys of summer. They're down in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, Jack Flaherty took to the mound today. He had a pretty stellar start. Yeah, Jack Flaherty and uh, Steven Matz both – Pitched very well today, a encouraging sign for the Cardinals. And if Steven Matz can, you know, be a capable lefty, stay healthy, uh, I think that's going to be a key piece to this team and certainly Flaherty performing to be an ace at the top of the rotation. Yeah, you know, you expect we haven't seen a healthy Flaherty really since 2019. And if he can give you, I don't know, 200 innings, 220 innings, um, you might really have something here. And the, and the offense on this club, John, 
Uh, I've been very pleasantly surprised. We've seen this Jordan Walker star take off. Yeah. He makes the team out of spring, don't you think? I think he has to. Um, you know, obviously the infamous thing the Cubs did back when Chris Bryant was coming up, they kept him in the minors for a few uh, few weeks and then brought him up later in the season. I hope we don't have a situation play out like that with Jordan Walker. I think he's a you know, spark we can put on this team. Um, and his – his real emergence this spring puts us in a good position where all of a sudden you're looking at this lineup. We almost have too many capable players than there are positions, which we haven't, hasn't been the case in the past few years. Uh, so I think that is a very encouraging yeah. sign to see. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, you know, because going into the spring, you're looking at an outfield of O'Neill, Carlson and Newt Barr. Uh, Jordan Walker may or may not make the team. We were looking at a DH situation that might split between Juan Yepes and Nolan Gorman. Well, now all of a sudden you inject uh, Walker into this mix. You're going to probably have to rotate outfielders. And, you know, you're going to want to give Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado a day off from time to time out of the field, and they slot into the DH position. You're right. There's a glut here. Do you think the Cardinals might have to shed somebody between now and, oh, I don't know, the first part of the season. I think there's definitely an opportunity for that. And, you know, these are real assets that we do have. Uh, Dylan Carlson, um, you know, Newt Barr, um, even O'Neal. I think a lot of teams around the league would be interested in them. I'd be sad to see them go, but they could be a key piece of a package to bring back a real top-of-the-line pitcher. Uh, or maybe even I've been seeing some rumblings on Twitter. Have you been following Team Japan and the World Baseball Classic? I have. have you seen who who <laughs> yeah. Lars Nupar has uh, developed a kinship with? Yeah, Shohan. Shohei Otani. Yeah. Shohei Otani. He's got him doing he's the pepper grind- grinder. Yeah, he's grinding the pepper after he hit an absolute <laughs> bomb to center field. Well, what are the, you know, there's so much buzz around here that uh, this is a, an audition that Newt Barr is recruiting Shohei Otani to the Cardinals. Cardinals aren't going to sign Shohei Otani, are they? I mean, I wouldn't have thought we would have gone out and gotten Goldie and Arenado and we did it. Um, you know, I think Shohei would be a massive addition, obviously, to this team. Uh, the Angels, they're, they have two generational talents and they're not doing anything. Um, you know, if he is on the market, I think we should do everything we can to make him want to come to St. Louis, be a part of this great city, the great winning culture, and, you know, the historical Cardinal tradition. He's going to sign the first half a billion dollar contract, I predict, in, wow. in Major League Baseball you imagine? when it comes due. I mean, I, I mean, he's just that impactful. Uh, and, and he's done it now for a few years in a row. So it's not, you know, it's not a flash in the pan. Uh, is, is he the best player in baseball? Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, he's up there. Um, you look at last season, though, I mean, Aaron Judge did have a higher war than he did, uh, which just really shows you how impressive Aaron Judge his season was last year. He broke the AL home run record and still produced a higher war than Otani. But Otani, I think, is he's up there on a short list. I don't think Judge will replicate that season. So I think it's really a pick-your-angel between Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. That's John Hancock. He's our sports insider here on The Voice of St. Louis. Joins us every Monday night when we're here. He's wanna, the best. I want to thank you for your time, John. Have a good week in Chicago, and we'll catch uh, catch up with you again next week. Sounds good. Take care. All right. It's time to wrap things up for a Monday edition of Hancock and Kelly. We need to step aside for just a moment, and we'll be back after this on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX.
arrived here at the Mighty Mox Studios we earlier did. this evening around 7 o'clock after playing some snooker. We did. And uh, we both looked at each other and said we ought to get something to eat. Very so hungry. there's a pizza place right in the building here downstairs, Papa John's. Papa good John's. pizza, by the way. It is a fine pizza. Yeah, I mean, if you're eating, you know, delivery pizza, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know if they advertise here or not. That we, we were just commenting, and they didn't give it to us for free. They did not. They should. Well, they should now. So, you know, I had my birthday over the so, weekend. So we were eating pizza, and then go ahead. I had my birthday over the weekend, and uh, it was lovely. The family came over. My lovely wife, Georgianne. Lovely lady. I had a little gift bag when I showed up, and uh, one of those little... Really, it said "Happy Birthday" on it. Right. It had the little uh, paper uh, color. What paper do they call that uh, paper? A uh, gift bag. Uh, so, uh, tissue paper. Tissue paper. Yeah. yeah, tissue paper. So I peeled back the tissue paper, and there it was. Uh-huh. This beautiful. Uh, uh-huh. what, what would you call this thing? It's a. Uh, I would call it a uh, uh, sports. Yeah, it's a pullover. Is what it is. Yeah. It's a, a sports pullover. You often would associate it with golf. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, St. Louis Cardinals. It looks nice. It's, it's lovely. It's red, and it's uh, so I'm wearing it today for the very first. It's nice, and because it's kind of thin material, so yeah. for an athlete, right? Yeah, well, and, exactly. Uh, well, I was playing snooker, <laughs> and so uh, it was lovely outside today. And so I, I put this thing on. First time I've worn it. Nice. Get down here. Michael brings the pizza into the studio, and yeah. of course, the thing about Papa John's, which makes Papa John's really good in my opinion, okay, is that usually on pizza I don't eat the crust. Right. I just, I'm not a crust guy. Some people are crust people. Some people right. are not. I'm not a crust person. They're doughy, chewy, soft crusts. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but in the Papa John's pizza, they put a little thing of garlic butter in oh, there. Oh, yeah. And just one. And Michael doesn't like garlic butter. I don't so like garlic. Perfect. I love garlic. So I pull the with me. garlic butter over here and I take, I nibble down the pizza uh-huh. down to the crust. I dip the crust into the garlic butter. Yeah. Yeah. I put the crust in my mouth. Garlic butter all over my brand new oh. shirt that I got for my birthday, and I, I'm afraid. Do you think it's clean? No. It's, it's still there? It's still there. I told you, use some club soda I on did. It. I poured club soda all over the darn thing, and it's. Uh, you know what? You go home, you soak that. You? Throw it in some water or something. That, well, wake up Georgian. That'll that'll start the <laughs> night off like, really good and say, honey, what do I do to get this stain out Come of my Come down outfit? here and fix this shirt, woman. Well, I'm making the coffee. <laughs> now, have you made the coffee yet? No, I have not made the coffee yet. So it's, uh, it's heck, it's less than 12 hours from now. Like You'll be that drinking old, that stuff. You know that old song, <laughs> put another log on the fire. You know that song? No. Put another log on the fire. Okay. Cook me up some bacon and some beans. Go up to the car and change the tire. Then wash my socks and sew my old blue jeans. Come on, babe. <laughs> fill my pipe and then go fetch my slippers. Pour me up another spot of tea. Go out to the car and change the tire, babe. Then come and tell me why you're leaving me. <laughs> <laughs> Did your father used to sing this song? <laughs> no, they sang that at Six Flags. Really? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, what, the, like the, the, country, the hillbilly the guys? Yeah, band, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did a nice job with that. You, yeah, buddy, you were great. Did, you. Can you play accompaniment to I that song? I probably could. If, yeah. uh, if pressed, I probably could. Yeah. What was your favorite ride at Six Flags? I'm not a big ride guy. So when you worked out there, could you go ride the rides if you wanted? Well, I'm not. I mean, I, I was in costume. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it would. It kind of felt like a loser. It would have been like, yeah. Yeah. 
You know, and you're, when you're when you've got a rhinestone studded vest on and a derby hat, you're not exactly right. picking up the chicks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so you didn't ride the ride? I did a few. Yeah. I, I only rode the Screaming Eagle once. I'm not a big roller coaster yeah. guy. Now the mine train I can handle. Yeah. Um, back then they don't. I don't think they exist anymore. They used to have this thing called the Buccaneer. Uh huh. Go back like and forth boat. like a big boat. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, Ferris wheel. That was my speed. Yeah, that sounds you know, all right. Get on the Ferris wheel. Hey, wee, this yeah, is great. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. You uh, spent all this time there. Uh, did you ever pick up any groupies, like uh, oh, yeah. people who would try to give oh. you their phone number? Yeah. Or, hey, yeah. you know what, young man? I have the perfect girl for you. Oh, I had, yeah, I had several regulars. Because you get a season pass, you know. Uh-huh. And they were usually, you know, women in their 80s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, one old guy was there all the time. I'll tell you, one one day, uh, I'm playing the piano at the train station, uh-huh. and there's nobody nobody in the train station at the time. There's one guy and his son sitting over there, and they're sitting and they're listening to the piano. And I thought, wow, that's nice because most people, you know, you come in right. the train station, you just you know come and go. But he and his son were sitting there listening to the piano, and I saw him out of the corner of my eye, or whatever. I, I finished playing. I look over, it's Ozzy Smith. Is that right? And his son, who went on to be Nico. on... Nico. Yes, who was a musician. Did you go over and say hello? Yeah, I did. What, what'd you say? Uh, I just said, Mr. Smith. And he says, yes. He says, we're enjoying your, you know, whatever. And uh, nicest guy. Nice Heck guy. yeah, that's awesome. And his son at the time was, I don't know, Child. seven. Yeah, right. Uh, if. And so, but they had sat there and listened to a couple of tunes back to back. So yeah. that was that was one of my cooler days at Six Flags. Yeah, so you had some groupies. Did, did yeah. anybody ever come up and try to set you up with their daughter or granddaughter? Well, or? I had the I had, the, I had the, the couple that came and asked me to play at their wedding. I don't have enough time to get into that story. Really? Oh, we're going to have to save that for another Monday night. <laughs> but that that celebrity stuff out there, that, uh, that's uh, that's that's quite an aphrodisiac that you got going there when you're up there with your little uh, hat on oh, and your yeah, rhinestone buddy. vest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who who wouldn't want to hook you up with their granddaughter? And they, well, and I, they also, I was the only employee they let grow a beard because oh. I told them it was part of the costume, you know. So I had. They'd to, say, "Go ahead and do it." Yeah. Well, did you say I work on the mine train? Well, how do how, we? We mean you. You were the only employee to wear a beard. Because nobody else did. The, no facial hair. They couldn't get away with that at the now, time. Could probably they? not. No. Well, the Yankees do. Yeah, uh, but they're the Yankees, right? Yeah. But I mean, uh, facial hair seems to be everywhere. Tattoos too. Not a tattoo guy. I'm not a. Ta- I don't have any tattoos. Who did I meet the other day? Oh, I know who it was one of our colleagues. Yeah. Uh, who he he says I don't know how we got into talking about tattoos. He said I love the women that have like the full arm tattoo. Yeah, I thought that uh, that uh, doesn't do it for me. No, and I was surprised that uh, for him he he liked it. Yeah, he's pretty straight arrow. Uh, yeah. Well, you don't you know who I'm talking about? I do know oh, who okay. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, record. when he said it too, I thought to myself, well, that's interesting. Yeah. But, well, teach their own, right? Love is love, like our Corey Bush. Uh, you know, she found love. Love can be found anywhere. She married uh, She married Kevin Costner, I think. Her, her security guard. Yeah, her bodyguard. Buddy, we're out of here. We're out of time. He's Michael Kelly. I'm John Hancock. We've got news coming up next, and it's the best of Glover. We've got America late night. I want to thank Gary for working the board. We'll see you next week right here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX.